Perik Dalit Mishnah Gimel. In the last couple of Mishnayos, we discussed a takana of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai that he made to promote the continuity of the mitzvah of Shofar. That is, that that mitzvah should not be interrupted even the event that Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos. Even though originally the Rabbanan said, we don't blow Shofar on Shabbos Rosh Hashanah, ben Zakkai, who continued the practice that existed in the time of the base of Migdash, that we still blew shofar in the base of Migdash, and he said we should still blow the shofar even on a Shabbos or Shoshanah in all of the different Batei Dinin, the properly ordained Batei Dinin throughout Eretz Yisrael, so at least on a Shabbos or Shoshanah the shofar should be blown somewhere. We shouldn't you know, miss out on the power of the shofar. Our mission relates another similar type of takana from Yochanan ben Zakkai, we know lived through the destruction of the second base of Migdash and continued to lead the people after the Khurban and you know, made different enactments that he decided had to be made for this new uh, post base of Migdash era. And the words of the Mishnah here are verbatim the same as the words in the Mishnah in Masech the Sukkah. It's the same Mishnah as we learned there. And the subject here is the mitzvah of the Arba Minim. The lulav and the other minim that the Torah commands us to take on sukkahs. Now there seems to be a contradiction in the pasuk that teaches this mitzvah. On the one hand, the pasuk begins by saying, "Lokachtem lochem bayom harishon pre-eitz hader, etc." So it starts out by saying the mitzvah applies on the first day of sukkahs, but then the pasuk concludes with, "Usemachtem lifnei Hashem alokechem shivas yamim." Should celebrate, meaning by taking the abra minim. For the seven days of Sukkot, which is it? Chazal explained that in the Beis Migdash there was a mitzvah to take the Arminim on all seven days of Sukkot. But Bamedina, which is a way of saying outside of the Beis Migdash, the mitzvah Arminim only applied on the first day of Sukkot. As the Mishnah states, where shown originally, and we still had a Beis Migdash, Hayahalulav Nital Bamigdash Sheva Bamedina Yom Echad. In the Beis Migdash, one had an obligation to take the Arminim all seven days of Sukkot, whereas if one was not in the base of Megdash, the mitzvah only applied on the first day of Sukkot. Mishachar base of Megdash, when the second base of Megdash was destroyed, and so if things were just left as they were, there wouldn't be a mitzvah anywhere in the world to take our Baminim beyond the first day of Sukkot. Hiskin Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai, Shihei Lulav Nital Bamedina Sheva. When Zakkai enacted to take the Lulav and the other Minim, all seven days of Sukkot, everywhere in the world, Zechel Migdash, to memorialize Allah that applied when we had a base of Migdash, to in the base of Migdash take the Lulav and other Minim on all seven days of Sukkot. It should be noted that this doesn't actually include Shabbos of Sukkot. There is then a rabbinic Shvus, a decree. We don't take a Lulav, Shabbos of Sukkot, similar to the Shofar decree out of concern that maybe a person will go and carry his lulav in the street in the Rosh Hashanah and violate Shabbos in doing so. So uh, practically the Rabbanan said, you don't take lulav on Shabbos of Sukkot. Rabbi Yochman Zakkai, the Mishra relates, made another decree which pertains to the law of Chadash, the Omer offering, and that law is, the Pasuk states, you shall not enjoy your new crop on Etzem HaYom until this very day, referring to the second day of Pesach, 
The Pasuk elaborates further, until you bring the offering, meaning the barley omer offering. Only once the Ekwanim, the Besamigdash, on day two of Pesach, 16th of Nisan, brought that carbon, then people were permitted to enjoy the new crop. So how did that work when we had a Besamigdash? As soon as it reached a point when it was clear, it was obvious that the Ekwanim had brought the omer offering, then people were allowed to partake of the new crop. If somebody was too far away from the Besamigdash and so they didn't have that information, Already you know, by Chatzos, he could assume the Kohanim took care of it, brought the Mincha, he could at that point partake of his new crop. Now, how does it work when we don't have a base of Megdash, such as today? Such as uh, ever since in the day of Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai, the second base of Megdash was destroyed. The Gemara explains that when there is no base of Megdash, and so we're obviously not bringing the Omer offering, but then we go with the language of the Pasuk of Eretzim Yom that upon daybreak of the 16th, the new crop immediately becomes permitted. But Rabbi Yochamed Zakkai came along and made a decree here, stating that that in practice, the new crop should remain forbidden for the entire so-called day of waving, because that's how the Omer was brought, was a rite of waving. Rabbi Zakkai said that in practice, people shouldn't start having their new crop until the end of the 16th of Nisan. His reason was that maybe suddenly, hopefully, the Besamigdash will be rebuilt, and maybe that will happen soon before the time to bring the Omer offering. So we're going to have to you know, scramble and get everything together to fulfill the mitzvah, bring the Omer offering, and that could very well delay things. The Kohanim may not end up bringing the Omer until maybe late in the day in the 16th. Meanwhile, People's habit would be, oh yeah, as soon as it's the morning of the 16th, we know we're allowed to have our chadash, but that wouldn't be correct if this were to happen, if the Omer, the Bishamigdash is rebuilt, the Omer were offered later in the day. As mentioned above, if we're actually bringing the Omer, the new crop isn't permitted until we actually offer the Omer. And so that would mean, you know, a lot of people would make a mistake, they would be having their chadash prematurely. So Rehmzaki said, that we shouldn't actually have our Chodesh until the end of the 16th of Nisan.